So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, once again, I'm fucking naked. Kind of. <laughs> no, but we're gonna go through the last part of stumbling on happiness. And it's it's gonna be good. Now it's gonna be amazing. I at least hope that it is gonna be that. But it's been amazing before, so I really do believe. It's gonna be about the IQ as I'm reading right now. But yeah, it's gonna be more of the same motherfucking intro as always. And with that being said, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self Development with Tactics podcast. I'm super duper happy to be here and I'm super duper happy to talk about this amazing summary today. And uh, we're going to finish it up with this one today. I, I could, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, maybe. Ah, uh, it's, uh, it's quite something. I'm not quite sure. I kind of hope this is what I've gone through on the other episode. It's a keynote and it's actually been a pretty cool thing. It really has been. Um, but let's see. There it is. There it is what we are going to go through in this video. So I'm going to start reading. And yes, because experiences are inherently ambitious, finding a positive view of an experience is done well and often. Does this mean that if I have just done something in the past that I that chances are pretty high that I'm going to find something about it that is kind of positive? Is this what they're talking about? I don't know. Racetrack gamblers evaluate their horses more positively when they are leaving the betting window than when they are approaching it. Because of course, I assume, you know, because they are just hoping that they're going to win something. Maybe they're tricking themselves into this as well. Some, uh, not some, but same with voters. Objects are fine on their own, but when they become our objects, they are instantly finer. <laughs> yes, you know, it's not a car, it's my car. It's amazing. People are adept at finding a positive way to view things once those things become their own. This is an amazing one. It really is. And I just really believe that you have seen this as well before. Like, it is just what it is. You know, it's just us. I think it, I mean, it's just such a, um, such a typical human thing to do, isn't it? Like, okay, it's mine, so it's better. Doesn't make any fucking sense. We cannot do without reality and we cannot do without illusion. Each serves a purpose, each imposes a limit on the influence of the other, and our experience of the world is in between. Yeah, 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 kind of, you know, because everything goes through our brain, everything that we are receiving with our eyes, and nobody says that what we're actually seeing is the reality, because it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, because it just, no, not necessarily. When volunteers in one study were told that they that they had scored poorly on an IQ test and were then given an opportunity to pursue art to peruse, or is it pursue, peruse, I don't fucking know, articles about IQ tests, they spent more time reading articles that questioned the validity of such tests than articles that sanctioned them. Yes, always the case. And when volunteers in another study were given a glowing evaluation by a supervisor, they're more, more interested in reading background information that praised the supervisor's competence and acumen than uh, background information that impeached it. Yes, indeed. You know, it's, it's always the case. And this is something that I've been talking about before, and this is also one of the reasons why I gotta have to say that if you're searching up for something, then it's one of the best things to just look up kind of the negative of it, um, which means if you're just uh, searching for are uh, saturated fats good or bad for you, then you should once search for are they good and once 
or why are they good and then why are they bad and you're going to find different results and you're going to find different articles and probably like just the complete opposite things you know some people are going to say this some people are going to say that and through just the information of both sides you're going to just really be able to create a picture for yourself that's then kind of going to be the reality kind of going to be like how things really are you know because because of course if i'm searching for something then i'm probably going to find it if it is something negative or not, if I've been searching for it, then I'm going to find it. Nope. I'm going to fucking find it. I'm going to fucking find it. Well, half a group was shown that extra extroverts are more successful. Other half shown that introverts are more successful. Then when asked to recall events from their past to help determine which they were, they remember just the events that supported the successful group they were told. Yeah, of course, you know, because we're all so super and we're all so smart and successful and stuff. It's such a fucked up thing, you know, but it just makes so much sense. It's just so human, to be honest. Like, it really is. We spend countless hours and dollars arranging our lives to ensure that we are, are surrounded by people who like us and people who are who are like us. Definitely the case. Even though I can sometimes... Well, no, not really. Not, I'm not doubting that in terms of myself. Not really. Not really. So... Definitely the case, you know. I mean, of course, if you just just if you're just putting this into perspective, and uh, this means that if you're already like, I mean, yeah, if you're already an, an, an a drug addict, for example, some shit, then chances are probably also way higher that your friends are also drug addicts. If this is then kind of the reason why you are a dr drug addict as well, or if it is just a result of you being a drug drug addict, is not a question, of course, and. Yeah, you know, we, can, we then because of they can think about an endless cycle of, okay, you know, because the people that surround you are just truly important and truly influence you in various different ways. So it could indeed be some sort of a vicious cycle you know, of death. Actually, in the end, actually death, you know, which is not funny, but I thought like, not good, not a good cycle, really not. Um... A question such as, am I the best lover you've ever had is dangerous because it is uh, because it has only one answer that can make us truly happy. Yes, indeed. What do you like best about my love making? What's that of a question? <laughs> is this indeed a word, love making? I didn't know that. It's brilliant because it has only one answer that can make us truly miserable. What do you like best about my love making? Yes, indeed. You know, there it is. <laughs> There's like the, the only answer that we can somehow assume they're going to be good. I know. What do you like best? It's not about what do you like or some shit or what don't you like. Fucking interesting things. You know, it's so such a dumb thing, actually. It's such an easy thing. But I kind of believe it's, it's cool. I like it. 96% of cancer patients claim to be in better health than the average cancer patient. Yeah, we all say that. We all, we all actually say, I think this is the whole point of this fucking book. We all say that we're always going to be better than anybody else. If we can't find people who are doing more poorly than we are, we create them. What the fuck? Volunteers in one study took a test and were given the opportunity to provide hints that would either help or hinder a friend's performance on the same test. When described as a game, they gave, they gave helpful hints. When described as an intelligence test, they gave hindering hints. What is that of a fucked up shit? But I believe that, you know, to, to, to kind of be honest right now, you know, it kind of just puts us human beings in a really bad light. Because, I mean, I don't know if it is just a good friend, if it is just someone which you just consider a friend. But, but it is fucked up. But it is definitely something unconscious, I guess. It really is. Maybe we should view everything as a game. 
you know, it's just a game, you know, you're not gonna die, of course not, and then you're fucking dead, what? <laughs> Although the word fact seems to suggest an unquestionable irrefutability, facts are nothing more than conjectures that have met a certain standard of proof, yes, indeed, if we said that, if we said, yeah, that standard high enough, then nothing can ever be proved, including the fact of our own existence. It's very philosophical, but I assume so as well. Yeah, kind of. When we want to believe that someone is smart, a single letter of recommendation may suffice. But when we don't want to believe that person is smart, we may demand a thick envelope full of transcripts, tests and testimony. When we don't want to believe that person is smart. When we want to believe that someone is smart. Yes, it's it's indeed the case. It really is indeed the case. Like for some people, if I mean it's, su it's such a subjective thing and it's such such an again interesting thing. I love this book. I really do because these are all just uh, some minor things, some really small, but but really also kind of in detail, some sort of things as well. And they're they're so interesting, so cool. Uh, even though it's probably not something new. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense to be honest, but uh, it's still pretty pretty amazing. You know, in both bad and good ways. I gotta have to say. Well, what did I want to say? I wanted to say something, I guess. But I don't remember. I don't remember back in the chamber. Ah, oh, that's fucking... Uh, I didn't want to say that. I'm probably not going to cut it out because I'm probably going to forget about it. And the more I talk, the more just the, the lower the chance is also going to be. I didn't mean it in the way that you maybe think about it. By the way, this is also such a fucked up thing. The whole Nazi shit, like, I don't know. It really is fucked up. And especially, like, just some people not just learning from it and stuff like or i don't want to say people maybe even just groups communities stuff like that it's fucked up i know it is fucked up but but yeah indeed and, and this is this is a really interesting thing like if oh my guns are mana um if if you really want to have something then it just does not take a lot of whatever to just kind of uh, make you feel like oh what did I tell you, you know, I told you that this is this and this is that, you know, and then if, if you just want to get just the, the backside, if you want to just be proven wrong and stuff, then okay, please give me this and that, and if you just have a look at a, a hundred page study, no, I think you haven't just checked it correctly, I think you should do it once again, just give it to me, and or so, just some shit, like, it really is the case. Um, blah, 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 it doesn't take much to convince us that we are smart and healthy, but it takes a lot of facts to convince us of the opposite. Yes, indeed. Totally. People are typically unaware of the reasons why they are doing what they are doing, but when asked for a reason, they will readily supply one. Even though, do I have a reason for a lot of things? I'm not quite sure about this one. I really am not. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I always find reasons as well. Maybe it's just, I don't know, like the, it could be. Could be the case. Could be the case. Really. Listening to a piece of music, some volunteers were told to just listen while others were told to listen while consciously trying to be happy. The volunteers who had tried to be happy were in a worse mood than the ones who had simply listened. Why? First of all, deliberate attempts to be happy tend to backfire and we end up feeling worse than we did before. Really important, man. Two, the del deliberate attempts to cook the facts to cook the facts are so transparent that they make us feel cheap. Okay, don't really get the last one. But I think the first one is just good enough or just important enough. Nobody wants to stood up at the altar or altar, whatever it is actually pronounced. I don't know. But those who have had it happen say it was the best thing that happened to them. Like so many things getting yielded 
or jilted, however, is more painful in prospect and more rosy in retrospect. Always, always. When we're doing something, I hope this is what what they actually also talk about. But uh, when we just are about to do something, then it is probably like, oh, it is so scary. We're going to fucking die. Everything is going to burn afterwards. But after we've did it, like, oh, it's been so easy. I'm going to do it once again. You know, if it is jumping off of a cliff, you know, skydiving, no, not sky, but also skydiving, of course, you know, but cliff diving. If you're doing this the first time, you're just going to piss yourself. I guess I haven't done it, at least not in just some crazy ways. Um, but on the other hand, afterwards, you've done it just, it's like, I'm going to do it once again, unless or until there's a point where we just really get too, um, too, 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 too cool. It's not cool, definitely is not cool, but we just overestimate our abilities and then we just try to make a backflip and then we just try to make a double backflip and sometime, you know, at some point, it's gonna fail, you know, and um, not good then. Just it depends on the situation, of course, but most people think they will regret foolish actions more than foolish inactions, but 90% of them are wrong. People in all walks of life seem to regret not having done things much more than than they regret things they did. The most popular regrets are not going to college, not grasping profitable business opportunities, and not spending enough time with family and friends. The later one is probably going to be my thing. Yeah, because I, I tend to not spend too much time with quite anyone uh but i always then just appreciate if i don't know somebody hits me up uh when i'm just having the opportunity to talk to talk to somebody it's always a pretty nice thing i always enjoy that it's harder to manufacture positive and credible views of inaction than actions when our inactions cause regret we can't console ourselves by thinking of all the things we learned from the experience because there wasn't one Mm, because we did nothing motherfucker actually a pretty important point there because i think it is often a a pretty good thing to just think of all the things we learned from whatever happened, you know, because, I mean, I also did a lot of things unnecessarily. Uh, is there actually a good example? Is there a good example? But I don't know, maybe, for example, like doing free work, which I've done for some people, like design work, and afterwards, even though, like, I just didn't receive any money, I think, like, well, it, it is what it is, and I've learned this and that, and I've been able to do this and those and this and that and whatnot. And I wouldn't have had the chance if I just maybe hadn't done for just zero dollars. I don't know. Could be the case. But this, for example, would be one of the things I guess. Uh, the intensity of suffering triggers defensive systems, which work to help them achieve uh, what is them, which work to what, which work to help them achieve a credible and positive view of our experience or of their experience. When people are giving electric shocks, what the f- <laughs> Electric shocks, they actually feel less pain when they believe they are suffering for something of great value. The intense shocks were unpleasant enough to trigger their psychological defenses, but the mild shocks were not. Hence, they value the club most when it is initiation, when its initiation was painful. That's why you can forgive your spouse for cheating, but stay angry about the dishes. Wait once again. When people are given electric shocks, they actually feel less pain when they believe they're suffering for something of great value. The intense shocks were unpleasant enough to trigger their physiological defenses. Yeah, of course, you know, our because I, I believe like it is something that our body does uh, naturally. But the mild shocks, we're talking about the mild shocks. So the intense shocks were unpleasant enough to trigger their psychological or psychological defenses. But the mild shocks were not 
Hence, they valued the club most when its initiation was painful. What club, motherfucker? But does it... Or just... Ah. Hmm. Ha. Hmm. That's why I can't forgive your spouse for cheating, uh, but stay angry about the dishes. Because it is something mild. And if, if she's cheating, it's probably going to be... Uh, uh, we're going to have psychological... Ah. <laughs> There's no psychological uh, defenses then if it is just something mild and something pretty unimportant. Which... Makes us get pretty fucking just angry, I guess, then. I don't know. You may ultimately feel better when you are the victim of an insult than when you are the bystander to it. Yeah, probably. I know. It depends on how you think about it, though. Uh, we are more likely to look for and find a positive view of the things we are stuck with than of the things we are not. Oh, really? I'm, I'm unsure. A bit. It's the, uh, it is only when we cannot change the experience that we look for ways to change our view of the experience. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes a little bit, takes a little bit, but it is a good strategy to just think about things differently, just putting them into another perspective and just putting them in perspective in general, like seeing what it is for other people and stuff. We find silver linings only when we must. Yeah, we only find things when we must in general, or if we want to. People try to explain events. When people do not complete the things they set out to do, they are especially likely to think about and remember their unfinished business. Once we explain an event, we can fold it up nicely, put it away in memory's drawer and move on to the next one. But if an event defies explanation, it becomes a mystery or a conundrum which refuses to stay in the back of our mind. Okay. Oh, we're gonna finish today. I'm happy about that. We, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, where did I stop? Uh, people choose certainty over uncertainty and clarity over mystery, despite the fact that in both cases, clarity and certainty had been shown to diminish happiness. Yes, indeed, it's always the case. And it is something that I've seen with myself as well. Like, why the fuck do we always want to know everything? It's gonna fuck us. It's not good for us, but we still want to have it. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Kind of. It, as well, it depends. Or again. We naturally but incorrectly assume that things uh, that things that come easily to mind are things we have frequently encountered. I think it just always has something to do with emotions. If there's emotions, if the thing that we're doing has something to do with emotions, then we are always going to remember it. Something that Tony Robbins said once. Infrequent or unusual experience as are the most memorable. Yes, indeed. The fact that the least likely experience is often the most likely memory can wreak havoc with our ability to predict future experiences. I say so. Memorous fetish for endings explain why women are remember what, what 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 why women often remember childbirth as less painful than it really was, and why couples whose relationship have gone sour remember that they were never really happy in the first place. Gotta have to look that up. Memorous fetish for endings. I really gotta have to look that I'm gonna... Because it is something so interesting. Because I'm also seeing that. I'm also seeing that. Like, uh, once something is uh, just... Is, is getting bad or is getting sour, as they say, as a relationship, then we're suddenly gonna be like, oh, it always has been shitty. It always has been like a fucked up thing. Like, you have never been doing something for me. You have never been just doing this and that. But but in fact, like, in reality, back in the days, it's been, it's been not the case. It's not... At least it's not been that of a big deal then. I've really got to have to look that afterwards. Genes tend to be transmitted when they make us do things that transmit genes. It's a really complicated sentence, but it makes sense, I guess. Wealth increases happiness when it lifts people out of poverty into middle class, but it does little to increase happiness thereafter. Yes, this is actually a good one. 
this is really a good one because it's indeed the case. If you're already well off, then it's not going to change too much. Economies grow only if people are deluded into believing that the production of wealth will make them happy. Yeah. The belief that children are a source of happiness becomes a part of our cultural wisdom simply because the opposite belief unravels the fabric of any society that holds it. Interesting. One way to make predictions about our own emotional futures is to find someone who is having the experience we are contemplating and ask them how they feel. Actually, yeah, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually the case. Yeah, you know, if we do that, it's, it's going to be the case. If we do that, you know, they can just tell us how they are feeling. So, uh, yeah, kind of the case. The best way to predict our feelings tomorrow is to see how others are feeling today. I think it depends. It totally depends. The average person doesn't see themselves as average. Most students see themselves as more intelligent than the average student. Most business managers see themselves as more competent than the average business manager. Most football players see themselves as having better sense than their teammates. 90% of motorists consider themselves to be self than uh, safer than average drivers. 94% of college professors consider themselves to be better than average teachers. Ironically, our bias towards seeing, them, seeing ourselves as better than average causes us to see ourselves as less biased than average too. Yes, indeed. Even though we're exactly the same and we're exactly fucked the same. <laughs> this, is general, uh, this is general tendency to think of ourselves as different from others, often for the better, but sometimes also for the worse. When people are asked about generosity, they claim to, be, to perform a greater number of generous acts than others do. But when asked about selfishness, they claim to perform a great number of... Uh, they claim to perform a greater number of selfish acts than others do. Wow, pretty interesting. When people are asked about their ability to perform an easy task, driving or bike riding or something like that, they rate themselves better than others. But when asked about their ability to perform a difficult tasks like juggling or playing chess, they rate themselves as worse than others. Maybe I think this is when reality kicks in, like I'm not a good chess player, you know, which is I think just indeed something that that not everybody can do. Quite. Maybe. I don't know. We don't always see ourselves as superior, but we almost always see ourselves as unique. Because we all are quite. So what? Now, so what? What's the point? Sur what? Surrogation is a cheap and effective way to predict one's future emotions. But because we don't realize just how similar we all are, we reject this reliable method and rely instead on our imaginations as flawed and fallible as they may be. Yes, indeed. It is fucked up. It really is. You know, because somebody at this point in time is experiencing just the exact same thing that you're going to experience in a year. It's probably going to be the exact same case for me as well. Maybe. I know. Even though we all are fucking just unique, which is a good thing, by the way. But yeah, you know, this is the end of this. And I've really, really incredibly enjoyed that. I, I hope you as well. The last bit of only Reddit, I'm sorry about that. And I haven't just been just... Uh, adding a lot of commentary to that but i wouldn't necessarily say that that we need that as well so it might have been also fine as it has been i guess um i hope that i'm editing it just in a good way and i hope that the background noise isn't also too bad but by the way i've seen with adaptive noise re reduction in uh, adobe audition it's working really good in terms of actually not having just so much background noise pissing me off and stuff but yeah um, I wish you the best health and happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person. 
which basically means your legacy. Uh, three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a cool thing. And yeah, with that being said, I really appreciate the time and the energy you put into this video. Uh, I hope that you got something out of it and you got something out of the whole series. I especially like the, the latest or the later part here, um, or just this last episode, actually. I really enjoyed that because there's a lot of interesting things and a lot of things that you can just apply to yourself and seeing yourself maybe and also seeing other people, which I think is most often the best thing and the most interesting thing for all of us because we can check that and we can see that. I mean... If it is some theory and if it is something that we maybe don't really know about and stuff, then it's quite uninteresting. You know, if you can't validate it or if we can't just say, no, it's not true, something like that. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. And I just now see why Derek Sivers as well just likes it as well so much because it is a good thing. It is good. At least it's it's a good book notes article. I don't know if the book is also good. I assume, um, but, but I don't know. I really don't. And I can't end the episode, by the way. So uh, I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to talk about the nice weather we are having and me sitting inside and me being quarantined and me being a little bit bored of just the things that I'm doing because I'm always doing the exact same things. And I would like to have a little bit more school stuff to do. At least some things that I consider being smart because I am going to have my A-levels or whatever it is called, my SAT, in a, um, in a bit. I think in two months or something, quite exactly. But But I don't know, like I don't kind of want to start learning now since I kind of low-key believe that I'm going to forget about things even though like I can't just have a look at it for just one or two hours to just satisfy my need for that which uh, which is something that I've done actually <laughs> to be quite frank but um yeah but I've done everything else as far as I can tell for school and, and the other shit that I have to do so so yeah it's a little bit of a, of a fucked up thing you know even though like I'm pretty happy that I'm having the podcast and stuff so that I kind of feel productive and kind of feel that I am doing something that is somehow smart and somehow just uh, sensical and not only just something all the fucking time and stuff but 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 yeah but yeah you know maybe I'm just gonna have a look at maths because I'm not that good at maths even though I like it you know even though I quite like it because I think that that you can, uh, I figured out that I like solving problems, problems uh, that are not easy, problems that are not having one answer, even though with maths, it's like a little bit complicated, but, but especially, I mean, if it is about designing something, especially, hmm, I think it's, it's more or less about figuring something out. I like that. If we just, for example, talk about Adobe XD, I don't know if you know that, but it is for uh, visualizing apps basically and websites so you can also link objects so if you click on this this will happen and whatnot so it's, it's basically like programming kind of not really but kind of in a visual sense you know if i click on this this is gonna happen if i click on this while it is connected to this and that then this is gonna happen and i really love to figure out just some ways to make things work with the uh, limited set of possibilities that i'm having i really love that because i don't know I can be creative with that and then in the end if it is working like I just imagine it to work then it is just even better it's even uh, a cooler thing to have but why isn't this working <laughs> I've been probably just talking for 10 more minutes or some shit and I've stressed myself out with uh, just going through it and I also uh, notice my voice being like just fuck you and stuff but yeah it's a little bit of a fucked up thing you know, but I just still tend to do everything. Just when I'm getting a new thing to do for school, then I'm just doing it immediately. I don't know, maybe just because I just 
kind of lets me feel good about myself or some shit. Which I think is, by the way, uh, often a huge part about a lot of things. Oh, it's working now. Um, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I really, really appreciate everything. I'm gonna see you.